What up, man? Tony Wiggins and James Rapine here with Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. We are going to talk fantasy. Oh, that's some bullshit. You ready? Yeah. What up? It's Wednesday. We're talking Aaron Rodgers, franchise tags, and Brian Flores. We'll do it here on Locked on NFL. You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, good people? James Rapine and Tony Wiggins here on Locked On NFL on Wednesday, making us your first listen as always a priority. And we thank you and appreciate that. And reminding you that we're free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast. James, what's going on, man? What's going on, Tony? Uh, the offseason in full swing, the combine right around the corner, and more drama in Green Bay. You know, Green Bay is supposed to be like this, just not, you know, nice, Midwestern. I'm going to go there and eat cheese curds and drink some awesome beer. And well, Aaron Rodgers, man, he's bringing the uh, the diva, the drama to to the Bay. Yeah, normally I'm, I'm very pro player to the point, especially when you're great that teams yeah. uh, should show a lot of appreciation and be appreciative of having great players. I I'm a little bit the other way on this one. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to really, really understand that he could have played for the Jaguars his entire career yeah. and um, or any number of other teams, but he's played for a storied franchise with a, a fan base that absolutely loves their team. And it doesn't mean that you can't be in, in you know, in, in a little bit of difference with people just because they're great. But to be honest with you, as good as he is, and like I say, he's one of the five best quarterbacks I've ever seen with my own two eyes, the Green Bay Packers are going to move on with or without you. And mm -hmm. that's one of those organizations where you kind of need to slow your roll a little bit. The Celtics, the Lakers. I ain't going to mention the Lakers no more, but that's my team. But there's no one person that's ever going to usurp or be bigger than that organization. And while he had a lot of he had a lot of uh, good feels from the media and uh, fans, I think he's turning that around because he keeps twisting that knob too much. You twist it enough, it's going to strip, and sooner or later, it's going to have no grip to it. And I think that's the way we're getting to now. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, check out your your timeline on Twitter or Instagram if you follow Ann Rogers. A long uh, soliloquy. I did not read it all. Uh, just very cryptic in his messaging yep. as opposed to just handling things the right way behind the scenes is that i've gotten i've gotten t sick and tired of him because i think he's become what he despised yeah well he said and i'll just read a couple clips of it he said here's some hashtag monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures of the last beautiful year and he thanked his now ex-fiance according to reports shailene woodley um, and you know, you, you can check that out if you want to. And then he said to the Friday crew and he mentions Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari teammates, right. Uh, and a couple others. I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. And I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. And he goes on and on and on. But basically it feels like to me, he's either the most dramatic person on the planet or this is it for him in green Bay. Like if I, if I had to like, siphon through all the stuff and his hashtag Monday night gratitude and everything. That, that's how it feels. And so 
that's going to be quite interesting. And I, I know later today, um, the Packers GM is going to chat late on Wednesday. And so that could be quite, quite interesting when it comes to Rogers future. But man, if he just shows up back in green Bay for the 2022, 2023 season after this, after what happened last year, after all oh, the drama that's followed him, then, well, I'm kind of done with it, right? If you want out, then get out. Right. And you have the power to get out. So just get out. And, and I, I, it feels like that's where it's headed based on this post. But he could be trolling us all. There's no doubt. Whatever he's doing, um, we're talking about it. But whatever he's doing, I'm sick of it. And, and I'm tired of giving <laughs> it attention. And um, – just like I said, man, I just try to focus on the fact that he's a great football player. Yep. Uh, all of that stuff about the vaccine, it, it, it didn't really bother me. You know, uh, if anything, it just shows that he wanted to escape the heat from his decisions, which mm -hmm. his decision on that really isn't anybody's business. I feel like that. Um, it, you know, it's not like he tricked the league. It's not like he pulled an Antonio Brown where he had like a fake card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, his bosses knew exactly. And those are the only people who needed to know what his status was. And, uh, but to feel the need to have to conceal and lie about that. It makes me wonder about anything that you write is because you, it, it appears that he cares more about what other people think about him than he does care about the handling and the proper handling of business with that team. And, I do believe over the last seven or eight months, my opinion of him versus the organization has changed. And it's changed because of the level of his drama. And, and um, most of it is self-inflicted. You know, he goes out and does these shows and talks. And uh, look, you can say what you want to say, but you can't get angry when, when what you say starts to be perceived a certain way by a group of people. And I think that's what's happening. What would you trade? Or, or if you're the Packers, what do you need to get? in a deal for Rodgers? Is it multiple picks? Do you want uh, a pro bowl? Do you want Chase Young, for example? Um, you know, obviously in a perfect world, you'd want some a player like that, but Rodgers has some say in where he goes. That's why he uh, did what he did last year to get more leverage. What do you need to, to move Aaron Rodgers to come off of him? Well, I would probably lean towards <clears throat> the 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 things that you want when you're building a team because uh and i know that sounds stupid but let me tell you why if aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you're making a trade for someone to go with him then you don't necessarily need the same things you're going to need if you're making a trade when aaron Rodgers is actually the piece that you're moving away so um if if he were still in green bay you know i would want picks and if he was going to be my quarterback but if he's leaving, I probably want proven players because what's going to happen is I want proven players and picks. But what's going to happen is if you're getting future picks for Aaron Rodgers, wherever he goes, they're going to be better. So every round you're going to pick lower. So if, if a team wants to give you three future first round picks, you have to understand that those future first round picks are probably going to be picks from a team that's going to the playoffs because that's where he's going to take them as opposed to getting the pick right now. And, you know, first round doesn't have the same value, you know, when, when you're trading to a team that's going to be in the playoffs. It just doesn't. That's why when you hear, if you want to trade a, a somebody and get a first round pick from Baltimore, Kansas City, which those two teams don't need a quarterback, this is just an example, then you historically, you will understand that, you know what, that pick ain't going to be that high. So I might 
want to lean towards getting a proven commodity now as opposed to getting a pick where I don't know where the pick is going to be. It's not going to be number one, number two. It could be number 31. I want something tangible. So if I was to trade him to, say, Denver, they might have to throw Bradley Chubb in there, even though I don't believe that um, – I don't think Green Bay is short of pass rushers, but you still just want to have that piece. Mm-hmm. And because it, it's the piece that that is worth the most on the market, it's like a chip. Um, I would think uh, they don't need Sertan either. But can you tra- can you not ask to include him? Because Green Bay has two corners, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So the thing is, is if you're moving him to Denver, their most valuable assets probably are at positions where you already have guys at those spots. So it might be this year's pick and a combination of other things if you're talking about the Denver Broncos in particular. Yeah, if you could get Sertain back, whew, that's it's a lot. You have him, even yo, Bradley man. Chubb, all of that, all of that stuff yeah. is a lot because you're talking about young, proven players as opposed to getting picks from a team that you're actually helping that team might go to the Super Bowl because of the guy you're sending them. And now those picks are late first rounders. And so you, it, it doesn't carry as much value. If I'm a team and, and, and you want to send me Aaron Rodgers, Oh, I'm trying to send you future picks. I'm not trying to give away the house right now. I'm trying to send you stuff down the line because I know with him, the value of my team is going to go up, which means that pick is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, the direction of the Packers, if they do decide they're going to move off of Aaron Rodgers, what do they do with his go-to target? Number 17, Devontae Adams. Scheduled to become a free agent. Odds are that's not going to happen. Why? Because of the franchise tag. We're going to discuss it with the franchise tag window officially open on Tuesday. That's next right here on Lockdown NFL. But first, a word from Bet Online because Football season might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead in both pro and the college games. And you can get all the latest odds, totals, player props, and more at betonline.net. The number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. They remain the best spot for all the scores and news this season. And it isn't just basketball. It's UFC. It's hockey. It's boxing. All in one spot. Plus the draft coming, free agency coming. You got your... Uh, Super Bowl odds for next season as well at betonline.net. So head to the website today and get in on the action. Bet online, where the game starts. And you guys start here with us every single Wednesday with us in particular, but you always start your day with either Locked On Bengals, Locked On Jaguars, or Locked On NFL, and that's what you're watching now. We thank you and reminding you that we're free on all platforms and wherever you get your podcast. Franchise tag, interesting. Very interesting. And you talk about Devontae Adams, uh, James. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I'm going to acquiesce to you and I'm going to piggyback off of it because I have a, a little bit of an idea about Devontae Adams. So what do you think about the franchise tag with him and who else is going to be on it? Yeah, I certainly think that you're going to see the franchise tag used uh, a bunch uh, for a, a bunch of these guys. First, let's start with Devontae Adams. If you're the Packers and you might decide to trade him, depending, but you're not letting him just walk. And right. so you, you keep Devonte Adams. Uh, he's worth maybe multiple first round picks. I mean, it's tough because you have these wide receivers now coming in, make it, you know, being dominant, but Devonte Adams is one of one and uh, certainly with Aaron Rodgers. So instead of exposing him to a post Rogers world in green Bay, maybe you just franchise tag him and move him, um, which is, is something they could consider if, 
they're not going to have Aaron Rodgers in uniform. And that's the other thing. You trade Rodgers, maybe you uh, to Denver, maybe ask for a Jerry Judy back. And they wouldn't want to do that necessarily, but you know, maybe that's the route they go. Other options, and there are a lot here. Um, Cam Robinson was tagged by by you guys in Jacksonville last year. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen again. J.C. Right. Jackson with the Patriots seems like a, a pretty um, – likely candidate to get tagged. I think Jesse Bates in Cincinnati, the team I cover, I think they're going to use the tag on him. It's about $13 million. Now, if they get a long-term deal done in any of these situations, of course, they wouldn't need the tag then. But uh, all of these teams have until March 8th uh, to get it done. But what do you think about Adams? Because to me, it's pretty simple. If you're moving Rodgers, I would tag Adams and I would trade him. If you're keeping Rodgers and you're going to go for it one more year, tag Adams, keep him. His value should still be really high, barring injury, because he's playing with, with number 12. I think it's both. Uh, both oh. are possibilities. However, I agree with your first one, and that's I, I wouldn't force him to to, to wait and, and play on an Aaron Rodgers-less team on a long-term mm-hmm. deal or on a tag. Uh, yeah, Because I, I, I do think – now, he, he doesn't really have the leverage to, to make a demand – but I think it could probably turn out bad if you don't uh, – if I'm Tay Adams, I don't want to play without Aaron Rodgers because guess what? It might make my value go down because mm-hmm. now the ball's not coming when it's supposed to. It's not like Aaron Rodgers made him, but they they made each other. They helped each other out. So the interesting thing for me is the scenario where you uh, tag him to trade him and let him know that that is your intent. And then what if he gives you a list and one of the lists is where you trade Aaron Rodgers to? Well, now that team really doesn't have anything to give you back because they probably gave you a bounty to get him. So trying to keep those two together, trying to make them make those two guys happy. I would trade him outside of the conference, obviously. Uh, But I think if you're going to start over without Aaron Rodgers, you can go ahead at this point and get every single thing and every asset that you can to try to reboot your team. And then maybe go out in the secondary market and try to get a Jimmy G or someone like that or or Jameis Winston or someone like that. Wow, you either figure out if that kid that you got can play or you go ahead and draft another one. Pat, who says no to this trade, Tony? Patrick Sertain, the second. Um, Jerry Judy, two first-round picks, and a third-round pick for Aaron Rodgers and a franchise tag Devontae Adams, knowing Adams needs a new deal. And I, Rodgers will need a new deal. Who says no to that? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I pull it off. Uh, I might swap. For, for both sides? Yeah, sides. but I, I would. But the thing is, is for me, I might. Uh, I would have to get if we're looking at Judy and Sertain. Yeah, I'd send one of those guys back, and I, I and I'd look along the defensive line, and that's why I keep talking about Bradley Chubb, gotcha. even though he's been banged up. But they have some other young linemen that played really, really well last year. I just think you have to just uh, you know go back to if you're Green Bay, the way you want to move forward is probably going to be if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, then you're probably talking about less skilled position players that you're going to try to get and then you're just going to try to go back to team building and start building your team inside out where you where you get the trenches right and you get the defensive line correct and you you stop in the run and you're able to run the football because you're going to do more of that stuff it's going to change your entire philosophy as opposed to just getting guys that can catch balls and score touchdowns yeah yeah because you ain't gonna have nobody you might not have nobody to throw it to him for a while yep no, I, I agree with you. Um, other franchise tag candidates, Harold Landry of the Titans. Wonder if maybe they go that route. Orlando Brown Jr. of the Chiefs. 
This one seems like a no-brainer because of what they invested to trade for him. I doubt they let him hit free agency. Uh, Carlton Davis of the Buccaneers, Marcus Williams of the Saints. Um, trying to see if there's any more that I I saw. I think that Saint, might be Saints it ain't all. got no money. Saints ain't got no money, man. <laughs> they, they can re they can restructure and then Chandler I know Jones it, it, is it, the it, other one. Yeah, and I'm Joe, who who Julio, Chandler Jones. Oh, Chandler Jones. Yeah, that that's a big one. These teams are 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 really sitting here. I don't think the I don't think uh, Cam Robinson's gonna get the tag again. But remember. I think the franchise tag last year for offensive tackles was like $13 million. So it's not as high as you would think it is per year. But mm-hmm. I don't think the the new administration is, is married to him like the old administration was and the people that decided that they were going to have him hang around. So I do think they want to move in another direction. And uh, Chandler Jones is very, very interesting because this there's a lot of pass rushers in the draft. And whenever you have a – uh, a draft heavy or a free agent heavy market on one position, it, it affects the tag when it, when it comes to free agents. So with so many edge rushers, and I'm thinking they're like six or seven of them that may go in the top 40 picks. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be necessary to, to tag Chandler Jones. If you want to keep him, you extend him before uh, that happens. But if it, I do believe that if you get to the free, if you get the free agency before you get the free agency, if he's not extended before the tag, they probably won't tag him. Yeah. No, you're right. They, they, I don't think they will. I think he's going to be elsewhere. Who knows? Um, other, you know, there are a ton of free agents. Uh, you know, Von Miller is going to be a free agent. So there are other free agents that we didn't mention. They, they're not going to tag him in Los Angeles, but certainly someone worth mentioning. But that's the fun part of the offseason is I think a lot of these guys uh, are going to switch teams. Some could be tagged and traded. The idea of packaging Rodgers and, and Adams together, that might net you the most. It really might because we know how valuable those two are together. And it's going to be interesting to see if Green Bay does that. Uh, Speaking of interesting, the Steelers made a great hire over the weekend. I know Bengals fans certainly took note in Cincinnati. I think NFL fans across the country took note. We're going to discuss the fact that they hired Brian Flores to be an assistant under Mike Tomlin next right here on Locked On NFL. But first, I have to tell you about Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet, high in protein low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. And maybe you've had Built Bar, but have you had Puffs? The first ever protein-infused marshmallow. I love the Built Bar Puffs as well. You need to check them out right now at Built.com. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're Mm -hmm. macro-friendly, and they're perfect for post-workout protein punch, healthy midday snack, or maybe you just want a snack that tastes great because it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Check them out right now at built.com. Use promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15% off your order again for 15% off. Use promo code lock 15 at built.com. All right. Thank you for making us your first listen here on locked on NFL. We are free on all platforms, 100% free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube as well. We've been going through a lot of stuff going on around the NFL. Last but not least is the fact that Brian Flores was hired as, and it's very, uh, it's very significant that I mentioned. He's a senior assistant with Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, a lot of people thought that Flores wouldn't get a sniff of a job uh, with his lawsuit after he yep. was let go from the Miami Dolphins, but Mike Tomlin stepped up, probably good friends, and it's probably not why he did it. I think he did it because 
Brian Flores is a hell of a football coach that could bring a lot of value to any organization. For sure. You know, I, it feels like a steal, right? You're getting a guy who's certainly qualified to, to be a head coach in the NFL and you're getting him as an assistant on a team that let's be honest, is in, in a bit of a transition. So yeah, I think Brian Flores is going to help them right away. And, um, you know, I'm glad that he got hired. I, I wasn't sure if it would happen, but I'm glad to see it for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, there were some people that thought that, like I said, that he would not get this opportunity, James. And uh, I wasn't one of those folks. I, I You know, I, I'm, I guess I'm an eternal optimist, right? Sure. And I was also an optimist about Colin Kaepernick. Um, I was said, too back in the day. I thought he was going to get a, a second shot. I did. Right. So someone said the difference is Kaepernick attacked I wouldn't say attack, but he challenged society and Flores challenged the league. So uh, if a guy who's not even really challenging the league at first couldn't get a job, what do you think this is going to happen? Well, Kaepernick eventually did challenge the league and he won and he won some litigation uh, in a settlement. Mm -hmm. I think Brian Flores, regardless of how you feel about the situation, he brought the situation to light as he was being fired from a job where people thought this is crazy. It was almost Jim Caldwell, like, because he, you know, he had a couple of years above 500 and he still was let go. And it came in the middle of the hiring cycle where everyone was saying, there are no black, why where are the black coaches? And the NFL was standing there looking like we got to do something. Even when Shaq Khan at, at his press conference here in Jacksonville, when he hired Doug Peterson, he said he even though he just hired a white guy who and Peterson was more than qualified, he said that they have to do some things differently. And mm-hmm. uh, that that's a lot of lip service for a lot of people. The thing with Flores is this. Folks are saying that it's just he say he say she say we don't know that we don't know that he doesn't have text messages. We doesn't know that he we don't know that he doesn't have uh, paperwork or recordings that's going to uh, validate his opinion. And. Uh, the irony is, and I don't know if irony is the correct word, but Mike Tomlin's black. The Rooney Rule is named after the organization who where he works. And to me, it's the ultimate form of non-discrimination when you say, okay, I know you got this uh, litigation, but guess what? You're an asset, and we know you're good at what you do. See, you can't argue that he's not good at what he does. There were people who actually used the argument that Kaepernick was no longer a good quarterback uh, to try to, you know, usurp or, or beat that situation down you can't make that same assessment with brian flores the guy's super bowl tro- he has super bowl ring as an assistant he, he did things in miami that people did not think he could do and th- it's almost to me a little bit of a form of validation that he does have a legitimate complaint against the dolphins for sure I, you know i i think that there's like it wouldn't shock me one bit right wouldn't shock me one bit and that's the thing is um the fact that he did get hired that um, the NFL didn't completely, and it's not the NFL, obviously it's the Steelers and the Steelers are, you know, arguably the most respected, one of the most respected organizations in the NFL, but he gets hired by them. There might, you're right. It, it might validate what he's saying to a degree. And w- what's going to be interesting uh, to me is how quickly, because again, I think he's qualified to be a head coach, how quickly he gets those interviews how quickly he rises back up and and goes from now assistant on Mike Tomlin's staff back to a head coaching role because he's now that he's still in the fraternity it's not like he's out of the league 
that's that's certainly a possibility and, and he's certainly qualified and you know the other reason it's smart and this is a, a small thing a drop in the bucket but if you're the Steelers and you think he's going to be uh become a head coach again if he goes from the Steelers to become a head coach now with the new rules put in place you're going to get two draft picks mm-hmm. so it's like it, it, I, honestly knowing that he's qualified i mean he's quali- more qualified than some of the head coaches that are in, in their positions now are as qualified right i mean he's coached for 3 years as a head coach won super bowls as an assistant like you mentioned like that's a smart oh that alone bringing him on staff is smart because odds are if the settlement you know or if the lawsuit goes the way it should go he should get back into the league as a head coach at some point i don't know if it's going to happen right a lot of things uh are, are going to have to go a certain way but if it does it's a good investment for the Steelers on that alone. It is. And I'm, I'm going to, if you, if you don't mind entertaining me real quick, I'm going to put a, a little spill on this from the brothers in the media. And when I say brothers, we're all brothers because we all do this, but I'm talking specifically about minorities in the media. When you come out and say, you don't always have to be the smartest guy in the room. When you come out and say, Oh, I don't know if he should have done that, bro. Um, he's probably not going to get another job now. And, there's no way no one's going to hire him now. What you're doing is you're not the guy, you're not the type of guy or person that I ever want to advocate for me for anything. It's because whatever he's done for football coaches, he included a bunch of people. And I, I know Mike Tomlin, even though he has a job, is probably, you know, has full of, is full of gratitude. I know a bunch of assistants, assistant coaches around the league, that are probably full of gratitude right now that he said it. I know Lovey Smith, the guy that got the job in Houston, is probably gracious, even though Flores was up for that job, because Lovey Smith was run out of town down in, in Tampa for his assistant after he had had a, an above 500 season. So the thing is with me is I can't stand when people, when they're afraid, when they're so, do you think the guy, do you think when Jon Snow stood there with his with his sword on Game of Thrones and all of those people were coming. Did, did you not think he was not going to die? Of course he was going to. He knew he knew he was gone. He didn't. But the thing is, is when people are brave enough to do something for you, don't let your fear get in the way and then come out here and say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Of course you wouldn't have done it because you've never done that for anybody else. I think Flores knew that the backlash from this was going to hinder him. But it wasn't about him. He was doing it for other people. So every time a media person says that, they don't really understand that somebody in the media stood up for you. And you know what? They probably lost their position, too. And they probably lost their tenure. But you ought to thank them instead of just the first thing that comes to your mind is your own personal fear and saying, oh, man, I wouldn't have done that. You know what? You're damn right you wouldn't have done it because you don't have the makeup to do something like that and think for other people. It helps that I, if I wasn't on mute, we'll, uh, we'll see what, uh, what happens with Flores, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I agree with you. And I, I think he's going to have success in Pittsburgh, right? They have a talented defense. He's obviously a defensive minded guy. Um, they, they have a culture and then I'm not saying he was perfect at Miami either. I think right. he can learn from Mike Tomlin. Right. And so if he does get that next head coaching opportunity, not sure if he will or not, but if he does, then uh, he'll be more ready for it and, and have more success. And I thought he, you know, he had some success in Miami and could have continued that 
if he was still there, but he's not. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, we will. And, and you know what? People can say how they want to say it and talk how they want to talk, but we can believe what we want to believe. If your first mind is to worry about his fear, then my first mind is to say something like this. Yeah, he said it. Now y'all better treat him with respect and treat him right and don't blackball him. That's me. So yeah. if there are people that want to do the other thing, you know, you can talk how you want to talk, but we can feel about you how we feel about you. you you're a scared little person. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tony. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it. Make sure you make us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Get us out of here, Tony. All right. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take you all out, but I'm going to tell you about Locked On NFL Draft before I do that. Uh, it should be your second listen every single day. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And let me tell you something. I was with these two dudes at the Senior Bowl and I saw their workflow. Unbelievable. And there's no there, there's no mystery to me why they're so good at what they do. And it shouldn't be to you either. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Tony Wiggins, James Rapine, we will see you and talk to you next time on Locked On NFL on Wednesday.